All right, y'all. Hey, good morning. Sorry about that delay. Uh, for some reason, it's kept cutting out on me, but no worries at all. We'll get the word preached. Uh, super excited to be here. Uh, it's another quick introduction. My name is Chase with Send It For Jesus. Super excited and thrilled to be here. Uh, we're going to have much better conditions today. Uh, it's going to be sunny all day, so super excited about that. Yesterday was a whole lot different story, so super excited that the that the sun's going to be out all day. So this morning, guys, I'll be speaking from Genesis chapter 45. Verses 1 through 4. Let me pray first, real quick, and we'll jump right into it. So, Father God in heaven, we just come to you in your Son's name, and just want to thank you so much for this day you've given us that we can all be here to race dirt bikes and have fun with friends and family. And just thank you for this awesome morning that you've given us to hear from your word. And just ask that your spirit would just speak through me, and I pray that everyone here would just be able to uh, receive your word and just to um, take your word and apply it to their life. And Lord, we love you, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, so Genesis chapter 45, starting in verse 1, the Bible says, Then Joseph could not restrain himself before all those who stood beside him, and he cried out, Make everyone go out from me. So no one stood with him while Joseph made himself known to his brothers. And he wept aloud, and the Egyptians in the house of Pharaoh heard it. Then Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Does my father still live? But his brothers could not answer him, for they were dismayed in his presence. And Joseph said to his brothers, Please come near to me. So they came near. Then he said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. So this story, it comes from the book of Genesis. And the book of Genesis is the very first book of the Bible, and it's also a historical book. In the book of Genesis, it gives us details of the creation of the world to the creation of male and female and promises God made with people in the form of a covenant, which is in an agreement. So within the series of covenants that God made with people throughout the book of Genesis, he pledged his loyalty, his faithfulness, and his grace to mankind. More so, the book of Genesis, rather the Old Testament, points to Jesus Christ, who is the Son of God, according to the Bible. And one of the many promises that God gives us in the book of Genesis is that one day he would send a child to forgive humanity of their sin and save humanity from God's righteous judgment. So that promise is found in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. The Bible says, And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. You shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. So that verse, it foreshadows Jesus. This verse is a prophecy, and that prophecy is fulfilled later on in the New Testament. In Galatians chapter 4, verse 4, the Bible says, But when the fullness of the time had come, God sent forth his Son, born of a woman, born under the law. In Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14, the Bible says, Inasmuch then as the children had partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is, the devil. So those verses that are found in the New Testament fulfill the prophecy that is told in the very first book of the Bible. The seed that is mentioned in Genesis is the seed of Jesus. The phrase, he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel, refers to the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, through whom he destroyed the devil who had the power of death. So God sent his son Jesus to forgive us from our sin, which is the breaking of his moral law. The Bible teaches that sin and rebellion against God leads to death. And the reason why sin against God leads to death is because sin is unholy, sin is unrighteous, and sin is impure. 
The Bible teaches that God is pure, that God is holy, that God is righteous. So when you look at God and you look at sin, they are totally different in the aspect of character. They are opposite. Therefore, sin cannot be in the presence of God. Sin cannot dwell in holiness because sin is unholy. And God, he would also contradict himself if he allowed impurity, if he allowed unrighteousness, and if he allowed unholiness into his presence. So in the book of Genesis, the Bible teaches that God created mankind in his image. Therefore, that means we are image bearers of God. God created us to be holy. God created us to be pure. And God created us to be righteous. However, the Bible teaches that Adam, who was the first human created, he rebelled against God, causing sin to enter the world, causing us to be filled with sin, making us unholy, making us unrighteous, and making us impure. So this promise of a child that is fulfilled in God's Son, Jesus Christ, it provides forgiveness of our sin that makes us in the image of how God created us to be. Forgiveness is powerful. And my good friend from back home, he said that forgiveness is the only way forward. And I interpret that in God's viewpoint as this. Throughout the Old Testament, there are many stories of how people consistently rebelled against God. People walked away from God. They made golden images to worship rather than worshiping God. And evil was, in, and evil was within the hearts of mankind. God, in fact, judged those people. But in His grace... He forgave humanity. Despite their sin, despite their rebellion, God forgave, and He moved forward to fulfill His promise to bring us a Son who would save sinners and make us right before God. So in Genesis chapter 45, we read a story that is full of forgiveness. And to really understand this story, you must go back a few chapters. The story, we read about a boy named Joseph. And the Bible says that this boy was 17 years old and that he also had many brothers. In chapter 37 of the book of Genesis, the Bible says that Joseph was loved more by his father than any of his brothers because Joseph had been born when his father was very old. So Joseph's father made him an ornate robe. And this robe was very valuable because it was a gift from a father to a son. And the Bible then goes on to say that Joseph's brothers hated him and could not speak a kind word to him. In verses 5 through 8, the Bible says that Joseph had dreams. And the dreams are recorded as this. Now Joseph had a dream, and he told it to his brothers, and they hated him even more. So he said to them, Please hear this dream which I have dreamed. There we were, binding sheaves in the field. Then behold, my sheaf arose and also stood upright. And indeed your sheaves stood all around and bowed down to my sheaf. And his brother said to him, Shall you indeed reign over us, or shall you indeed have dominion over us? So they hated him even more for his dreams and for his words. So with this dream that Joseph had, it made his brothers hate him all the more, and they became jealous. And continuing on, the Bible teaches that Joseph's brothers plotted to kill him. However, Reuben, who was a brother of Joseph, he tried to rescue him from their hands. In verses 21 and 22, the Bible says, But Reuben heard it, and he delivered him out of their hands, and said, Let us not kill him. And Reuben said to them, Shed no blood, but cast him into this pit which is in the wilderness, and do not lay a hand on him, that he might deliver him out of their hands, and bring him back to his father. So instead of killing Joseph, they instead sell him into slavery. 
Verse 28 says, Then Mennonite traders passed by, so the brothers pulled Joseph up and lifted him, and lifted him out of the pit and sold him to the Ishmaelites for 20 shekels of silver. And they took Joseph to Egypt. So Joseph goes to Egypt where he was enslaved, where he was imprisoned. But also later on he was in charge of Egypt. Joseph spent many years in Egypt. And yes, it started off horrible with him being enslaved, with him being imprisoned. But then it turned for the good. Throughout Joseph's time in Egypt, Pharaoh, who was the ruler of Egypt in that time, put Joseph in charge of the whole land of Egypt. So yes, the beginning of Joseph's time in Egypt was not very good. But then Joseph became in charge of the land of Egypt, and he was living in plenty. However, in the 34th, in the 34th chapter of Genesis, we read of a severe famine that spread throughout Egypt. People traveled to where Joseph was because the Bible says that he opened all the storehouses and sold grain to the Egyptians. Verse 57 says, All countries came to Joseph in Egypt to buy grain because the famine was severe in all the lands. So in chapter 42, we begin to see forgiveness come into play. Chapter 42 starts off as this, When Jacob, Joseph's father, saw that there was grain in Egypt, Jacob said to his sons, why do you look at one another? And he said, Indeed, I have heard that there is grain in Egypt. Go down to that place and buy for us there, that we may live and not die. So Joseph's ten brothers went down to buy grain in Egypt. So Joseph's family was suffering due to the famine. So they get word that there is grain in Egypt. So ten of Joseph's brothers traveled to Egypt to see Joseph so they could buy grain to survive this famine. Mind you, a couple of decades have passed since Joseph's brothers sold him into slavery. And in chapter 42, verses 6 through 8, the Bible says, Now Joseph was governor over the land, and it was he who sold to all the people of the land. And Joseph's brothers came and bowed down before him with their faces to the earth. Joseph saw his brothers and recognized them, but he acted as a stranger to them and spoke roughly to them. Then he said to them, Where do you come from? And they said, From the land of Canaan to buy food. So Joseph recognized his brothers, but they did not recognize him. So not to put words into Joseph's mouth, but I'm sure he was feeling all sorts of emotion when he saw his brothers. The feeling of anger could have been the emotion that he felt since his brothers sold him into slavery. The feeling of sadness could have been another emotion that he felt since, since the Bible says that his brothers didn't even recognize him. But the Bible goes on to say that Joseph tested his brothers. The Bible says that Joseph remembered his dreams about his brothers and he tells them that they are spies. But his brothers plead that they are not spies, rather they have come to simply buy food. So throughout chapter 42, Joseph tests his brothers. And through these tests, we reach chapter 45, where the forgiveness that Joseph gives to his brothers is seen. In Genesis chapter 45, verses 4 through 7, the Bible says, Then he said, I am Joseph your brother, whom you sold into slavery, whom you sold into Egypt. But now do not therefore be grieved or angry with yourselves because you sold me here. For God sent me before you to preserve life. For these two years the famine has been in the land, and there are still five years in which there will be neither plowing nor harvesting. And God sent me before you to preserve a posterity for you in the earth and to save your lives from a great deliverance. And then verses 14 and 15 say, Then he fell on his brother's Benjamin's neck and wept. 
and Benjamin wept on his neck. Moreover, he kissed all his brothers and wept over them, and after that his brothers talked with him. So despite his brothers hating him and selling him into slavery, Joseph forgave his brothers, and he gave them, some, and he gave them supplies to survive the famine. Joseph could have rebuked his brothers. He could have walked away from them. He could have taken vengeance because of what his brothers did to them, to him. But no, the Bible teaches that he embraced them, that he welcomed them into his arms. And further on in this story, the Bible says in Genesis chapter 45, verses 16 through 18, Now the report of it was heard in Pharaoh's house, saying, Joseph's brothers have come, so it pleased Pharaoh and his servants well. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, Say to your brothers, do this, load your animals and depart, go to the land of Canaan, bring your father and your households and come to me. I will give you the best of the land of Egypt and you will eat the fat of the land. So what does this tell us? This tells us that Joseph forgave his brothers for what they did to him. Joseph forgave them of their sin against him and he welcomed welcomed them. More so, his brothers were given the best of the best that Egypt had. Joseph's brothers thought that the famine that they were enduring was because of their sin against Joseph. The Bible says, Then they said to one another, We are truly guilty concerning our brother, for we saw the anguish of his soul when he pleaded with us, and we would not hear. Therefore this distress has come upon us. So his brothers were thinking the worst. They were desperate. And in their desperation, Joseph forgave them. He moved forward, and he gave them what they needed to survive the famine. And this forgiveness that we see Joseph give to his brothers, it resembles the forgiveness that Jesus Christ gives us. Due to our sinful nature, we sin and we rebel against God. We are guilty, and our sentence should be death. But Jesus offers forgiveness. Forgiveness so powerful that it erases our sin and it gives us a clean slate. And in order for us to be how God created us to be, someone had to pay the price for sin. And that person who paid the price for my sin, the person who paid the price for your sin, is Jesus Christ. He came to the world to fulfill the promise of God. He came and he lived a perfect life. And in all of his pureness, in all of his holiness, and in all of his righteousness, he was able to take away the sins of the world. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24, the Bible says, Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. So what does that tell us? That tells us that Christ died on a cross. And your sin and my sin was nailed to that cross. And Jesus Christ took our sin upon himself so that we could be forgiven. The Bible says that by his stripes we are healed. This sin that defiles us, the sin that separates us from God can be taken away through what Christ did for us on the cross. John Brogger, who was an American Christian missionary, an author, radio producer, and public servant, said, said this about forgiveness. He said, God's forgiveness is an outpouring of abundant grace and mercy that provides pardon to the guilty. Although God's forgiveness does not necessarily release the offender from the physical or material consequences of his sin, it provides full release from the guilt of the wrongdoing. For you to practice biblical forgiveness, you must understand and accept God's gracious forgiveness of you and must follow his example in providing forgiveness to others. So we, like Joseph's brothers, we don't deserve forgiveness. 
we have rebelled and we have sinned against God. But like John Brogger said, God's forgiveness is an, an, is an outpouring of abundant grace and mercy that provides pardon to the guilty. So through Jesus Christ, our sins are erased. And when we turn away from sin, which means to repent, and we believe in Jesus Christ by faith, He welcomes us. He forgives us. He doesn't hold our sin, he doesn't hold our sin against us any longer. And He embraces us. Joseph forgave his brothers and then proceeded to give them the best that Egypt had. And Jesus, he forgives us of our sin. And he gives us the best. And what that best is, is eternal life. Eternal life where you will be with him. Where you will be given the bountiful provision of God's blessing. You will be free from sin and enjoy the fellowship with your creator. You will stand before him innocent all because Jesus Christ took your guilt upon himself, all so that you could live. So guys, this morning, if you heard this message and you want to be forgiven because you've realized that you have sinned, that you have rebelled against God, or simply you need to forgive somebody else who has wronged you. Because like I said, the only way to move forward is to forgive. Whether, whether you need to ask for forgiveness from God because you have sinned against him, or you need to forgive somebody who has wronged you. But more so, if you want to be forgiven of your sin, if, you're, if you want your sins to be erased and you want to have the gift of eternal life that Christ gives us, then here's what the Bible says. In 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, the Bible says, Confess, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Acts 3.19 says, Repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. In Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10, the Bible says, If you declare with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. So that right there is how you can be forgiven of your sin. That right there is how you can receive the gift of eternal life where you will be with God for eternity. So if you want that for your life, because God wants that for you, because the Bible teaches that God wants everybody to be saved, but it all comes down to your choice. You have to make a choice on whether or not you want to receive the gift of salvation or not. But if you do, if you want to receive salvation, if you want to be forgiven of your sin, then pray to God. And confess your sin to Him. And the Bible says that when you confess your sins to God, He will forgive you and He will purify you from all unrighteousness. And confess to God of your repentance. Confess to God that you are done living your life in sin and that you are going to obey God and obey His Word. And confess to God that you believe that Christ is Lord and that you, and that you believe that Christ died on the cross for you and that God raised Him from the dead.